Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you ever realized that people are absolutely horrible at explaining NFTs to others? And most of the time, when an explanation is understood, that is by people that are already sipping the Kool-Aid. But what about the people that have no idea what's going on in this space and want to understand it so they can get into it? The explanations that are normally given out are terrible. And I was fortunate the first time I heard NFTs explained, it was by a Web2 thought leader. So it was explained in very dumb terms. So I understood it. It was simple. And I was able to connect it to Pokemon cards as a digital collectible. However, the majority of people that hear that explanation, what an NFT is, normally get some sort of technical analysis that it just completely goes over the head. And unless you're one of the exceptions to the rules, I'm probably willing to say that the first time you heard about NFTs, you didn't understand it. That's because most people just can't understand it. That's not the ability of the listener or the person that's trying to figure it out. It's the person that tries to explain it normally doesn't do a very good job. So today we're going to discuss the worst way to explain NFTs and hopefully in doing that we'll be able to get to the best way to explain them. As I said, although I got lucky from day one, as soon as I heard about it, boom, it made sense and I dove in and never looked back. But most times that's not the case because even when it came to crypto, someone who has been studying currencies and the financial systems for the long time, I could not understand cryptocurrencies, the blockchain, and even Bitcoin as to why there was value in it until I became familiar with NFTs. And that's what opened up everything for me. And then I started to understand all of the other things because it was always presented to me in a horrible way. And here's how most projects and people that are trying to get people to understand what's going on with this NFT space, why this stuff has value, this is how they normally explain it. Well, it is not just a photo. It is built on technology that powers Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. This is all on the blockchain. It is a token that usually represents utility such as digital rights or access to a community. There are different types, different blockchains, and depending on what utility it is, or use case, you're going to select what works best for the person that's using it. And it has value because it has a limited quantity. Now, all of that sounds great. That is explained correctly. However, the average person has no clue what any of that means. By the time I got to the word blockchain, which is probably about four or five words in, not even the first sentence was complete. They are already lost. So, there's too many questions in all of that. Well, what's a blockchain? Why am I going to get into crypto? Bitcoin, I don't even know what Bitcoin is. Or maybe I've heard about Bitcoin. Isn't that a scam? So by the time you get through that sentence, they are lost. They didn't even hear 90% of what I just said. And I like to think of my sister's tech guy. Just the other day, she's setting up her dental office and she was asking me which PC she was supposed to buy to run her x-ray machines and what have you. She wants to just have one PC run to the different monitors at the different stations because after all she's just one dentist she happens to have more than one station but she doesn't need pcs at every single one of them so her technical guy gave her the most convoluted complex thing i've ever heard she texted me everything and i said this guy either has no clue what he is saying or he's trying to make it sound more complicated than it is so that way he pushes up the prices and that's what a lot of people do and I happen to know a lot about computers and tech and all this stuff, so I broke it down to her very quickly, easily, and she was like, wow, why did he say all that? And as I said, he's trying to make himself sound more valuable, maybe push up the price, and keep on the payroll. Now, that just happens to be my lane. 
my mechanic, on the other hand, is someone that does the same thing to me. When I ask him a question, because I like to ask a lot of questions, it's not just about tech and all this stuff. I am not someone who can fix anything on a car. Well, I shouldn't say that. I YouTube everything. I learned how to change the lights and the AC parts and all sorts of stuff all on YouTube. However, when it comes to actually understanding all the mechanics and everything without YouTube, I'm as good as useless. So sometimes I'll ask my mechanic a question and he will give me the longest, most complex, convoluted answer instead of trying to say either A, I don't know, or just give me a simple solution. So normally what I do is after he goes through all of that, I'm just sort of taking mental notes and to see if he can't explain this in a clear fashion, it makes me think he has no idea what he's saying or doing whatsoever. But I work for a family business if you've been listening to the show. So you know that I'm not the highest one in the totem pole or the level of commands, if you will. So with this mechanic, he happens to be one that has been fixing vehicles for my father for the longest time. And for whatever reason, he keeps sending the vehicles and the machinery to him. And anytime I ask him a question, he can never answer anything simple. But once he gets with his long, complex answer, I go to YouTube and either see A, he has no clue what he's talking about, or B, He wanted to make it sound a lot harder than it is because it is a $5 part that I can order from the States. I could put it in myself and I don't have to pay him a lot of money. So why do people do this? Usually it's because, as I said, it gives them value. They can push up the price or in the case of their job security, whatever it might be. But in the case of NFTs and these things, because remember, this was originally by a bunch of technical people, if you will, as a self-proclaimed nerd, I will say it was computer nerds that were trying to dabble with all this stuff and have fun. So when it came to mass adoption and explaining to a lot of people, they wanted to make it sound a lot more complex than it is. They don't want the mass adoptions. They don't want these big companies coming in, the commercialization and everything. They don't want it to turn into Web2. They want to stay as their playground. So even when NFTs were blowing up, a lot of these people that were working on blockchains and technology to change the world through Ethereum and whatever else, they were absolutely upset with these NFTs because even the crypto kitties clogged up Ethereum and almost brought down a thing. What we saw with Basie with other side, well, this already happened. These are the type of things that they're used to. And CryptoKitties basically crashed the entire Ethereum network and they hated NFTs. And this is all the way back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. So no, they don't want everyone using this thing for the most part. And even if they do, they want to be the gatekeepers. So When you're trying to explain this stuff to other people, unless that is your mentality, you want to be the gatekeepers and all roads go through you, keep it simple. There's a saying, keep it simple, stupid. That is how you explain things. And generally speaking, if you can't explain something in a very simple manner so people can understand it, that means you probably don't understand it well enough yourself. And over the last year plus or so since I've been in the NFT space, I've gotten so much better at explaining what an NFT is to other people, and I don't even use any of the technical words or anything of that nature because it's just going to open up more questions and it's going to frustrate the person and they're probably going to shut it down before they get on board. So I just simply present it as something digital that cannot be copied or counterfeited. They're unique and no one can fake it. That's it. That is how I explain an NFT. I might even go and say that it is like a fingerprint, right? No two people have the same exact fingerprints. Even identical twins, they have the exact DNA, but they have different fingerprints. And that is like an NFT. These digital things are all different. And at that point, 
the ball is in their court. They can ask the questions and hopefully I will answer it or point them in the right direction. They'll start to ask things like, well, so what's up with the deal with these pictures? And usually it comes in the form of what's up with these monkeys or these ugly creatures that I'm seeing all over the place that people are buying for millions of dollars. And at that point, I can simply say, well, it's sort of like the fingernail. You can decorate these fingernails in all sorts of different ways, but the underlying thing is the fingerprint that's underneath it. That does not change. So what's on top, those images, all those different things, it helps to make it visually aesthetic so people can actually look at it and show it off and what have you. But really, the value of everything, what's going to be the actual NFT is that fingerprint. So then they might ask questions like, so what's the deal? Is it just for art and pictures? Is that what this is all about? And then I'll say, well, no, that's the most popular application right now. However, you can also look at it as tickets to an event or a membership to a country club. And of course, hmm, those things open up more questions, but that is very relatable. People can understand tickets to an event because they've been going to events for their entire life, most likely, and whether or not they're a part of a country club, they know what it is. Someone who pays to get a membership to get access to whatever's going on behind those closed doors. Their people on the outside have no clue what's going on. They don't have access to those amenities, those people, and that is something that could be understood. And I don't bring up blockchain and all the tech and all that stuff until someone asks me, well, how is that secure? How can it be guaranteed to not be counterfeited or copied or some kind of fake and forgery? It's at that point that I start to explain what the blockchain is. It's a network of computers that cannot make any changes to the record without a bunch of them independently agreeing with each other that there's no forgery taking place. And as far as crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all these other things that people might know and hear in the news, I try to stay as far away from that now at this point until they bring it up, until they ask about it, because that is just another way to confuse them and get off the topic of the technology and the main thing that we're trying to actually get, the utility. But again, I'm not using any of those words, utility and all the buzzwords that we like to use on the inside. I'm just using the end result. What are they getting out of this? Why should they care? It's because they can't buy some fake tickets to get into an event or a membership to a club that they actually do not have authority to enter. And believe it or not, you don't even have to use crypto to get into NFTs. You can get into NFTs, use blockchain technology and all that stuff straight with fiat. You don't need to go buy Ethereum or whatever it is on an exchange and then get into crypto. There's countless ways to actually just straight up buy it with cash or you can get it for free. I send out NFTs all the time to people. For example, on the Wax blockchain, there are no gas fees or anything. So as long as they have their wallet set up, I can just send it to them. So that person never has to have crypto. So although crypto and NFTs are usually related, because most times once you're in there, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you're going to purchase your NFTs with crypto. However, they don't have to be. And there's countless platforms that are very popular, such as Nifty's, Autograph, and countless others that let you purchase with a debit card up front. Depending where you are in the world, you can even do that on open sea. So I try to stay far away from the whole crypto talk until I have to get there. And here's the thing. It is okay to say, I don't know. That is one of the hardest things for people to say, especially men. Uh, we hate to tell people that we don't know. And like my mechanic or my sister's tech guy, 
A simple question that could be answered with one sentence turns into a paragraph of saying a whole lot without saying anything, if you know what I mean. This is the type of thing that if you watch sports and you ask the head coach about the status of a quarterback or something, and he sits up there and he rambles on and on and on and on, and he says nothing. And that's what a lot of people do when you ask them a question that either A, they don't know the answer to, or B, they just don't want to reveal that answer. So in the case of you don't know the answer, just simply say, I don't know. Here's the advantages that you also have as someone that is in here drinking the Kool-Aid, you know what's going on. Unlike them, you actually know what to Google. So it's only a few clicks away because multiple times my sister asked me all sorts of questions about tech, about marketing, about software and even printing flyers for her business, just so many things. And it takes me two seconds to Google it. But here's the thing. I know what to Google. I know what those terms are. And I know exactly what I'm looking for. So it doesn't take me long at all. And nine out of 10 times when my sister asks me a very technical question, I go to YouTube. I know exactly what to search. And I just send her the link for it and say, here, watch this. So there is value in that. You don't have to be a know-it-all. You don't have to have all the answers. Just simply say, look, this is the value that I get out of it. This is what I can explain. However, I know this is where I can go for the resources. That's the person to go to. Let's say someone asked me how to launch a multi-billion dollar brand into Web3 right now. I am not qualified to answer that question, but I can just point them to Gary Vee, right? Because that's what he does. And there is huge value in that because a lot of people have no clue who Gary Vee is. We're in here. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. We know all of this stuff. Like everything we pop up, we see Gary Vee. He is the chosen one of Web3 and all sorts of things, you know, people like to say the crown prince of Web3 or NFTs. But the majority of people have no clue who he is. So you won't look dumb. But as far as all this information goes, I know this is a pretty basic introduction and just trying to say, look, this is how you speak to people about NFTs. Do not overcomplicate them with stuff. But what I'm actually going to do, because I realize there is so much horrible information out there, confusing people, not helping anyone to get from point A to point B just to get into the thing. Forget about getting to all the way to Z. I mean, we can't just onboard people. It's because the explanations and the people that are presenting the front door are just terrible at doing it. I'm going to launch an audio course or an audio series, if you will, just explaining all this NFT stuff to people that you would like to onboard. And it's going to be absolutely free, just like the podcast is. And I say an audio course because I, I might do this in multiple formats, but I know for sure I'm going to actually launch a separate podcast feed. And it's not going to be a daily podcast. I mean, that is, you know, just for someone who is really sipping the Kool-Aid, and it's not going to take away from this show, it's probably going to be seasonal or in a series manner, just like doing a course, but it's going to be an audio format, bite sizes for a complete newbie, answer some questions. So I would really appreciate it if any questions that you may have as a beginner or the questions that you wish you had answered when you were first coming into the space please feel free to shoot those over to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. And when I'm putting this thing together, I'm going to have those questions included in. I've been asking my sister and countless other people to say, hey, what do you want to know about NFTs? How can I answer these things? However, it's a little hard to ask them those questions because they haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about this stuff. Or even with my wife, she hears me recording these episodes most of the time and she has a better knowledge of this than just a complete beginner so it's a little bit harder to ask her for these questions so I'm feeling out there asking friends that are really not in the space that really want to get in so I'd greatly appreciate if you shoot those over to me but as usual I want to thank you for listening to this as we're learning and building web 3 together so until next time later
The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.